BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. Today's episode is heavy, so I want to share a quick trigger warning We're talking in depth about gun violence. I spoke with Kitty Bratner, the founder of March 4th. March 4th is a nonprofit advocacy group with a singular mission to federally ban assault weapons. The organization is nonpartisan as its members are unified on the human issue of keeping Americans safe. Weapons of war simply shouldn't be accessed by civilians. Kitty shares actionable steps we take to help end gun violence. On top of that, she helps me understand why there is so much gun violence in our country and how the government can end the use of assault weapons in civilian hands. If you haven't been directly impacted by gun violence, you are lucky. Here is Kitty. You have been so amazing as a co-president for March 4th, and you are working with a very, very clear vision. And I think we should just get started by talking about the catalyst for starting this advocacy group. So a year ago, I was just a normal working mom of three kids under five, like Mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, get through life with all these rugrats. Uvalde happened, and Mm -hmm. I think it wrecked everyone, Mm -hmm. right? And Because I knew that in the fall I was sending my oldest to kindergarten Mm -hmm. and I realized I was sending her to a mass shooting target in elementary school. And so suddenly when it hits, you know, your sphere in a way that you can relate to, everything changes. My husband and I went overseas the next day. We had this trip planned for celebrating 15 years together. Mm -hmm. And it's all I could talk about. Like just we're just crying like this has just happened. And we heard from parents from Germany, England, New Zealand, France, Australia, they all had the same reaction. They were all like, this is horrible and we will never understand this reality because it's so hard for us to get a gun, let alone an assault weapon. Right. So I think that planted a seed in me like, why is it our reality? Like, what are we doing in America that we're just like 
school shootings. Like, they just happen. It's just part of life. Right. So shortly thereafter, about a month later, it hit home, so to speak. So the 4th of July, Uh I had my kids at their first parade. We were at a neighboring parade Mm -hmm. um, next to Highland Park. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, we are sheltering in place Mm -hmm. at my house from a man at large with an AR-15 while my kids are dressed in red, white, and blue, like a very American day. And yet, it's a mass shooting. And I have friends that are running for their lives that were trying to figure out this two-year-old where his parents are, which we later found out, you know, unfortunately, they had passed. They were protecting, yes, oh. him. Um, and so you're in shock and you are angry and devastated, crying. And then it kind of turned into like, now I'm pissed. Yeah. Now I don't understand why anyone needs an AR-15. Why can anyone go into a store and buy a weapon that was literally designed for war? Right. And that's what we do in this country. They're legal. So that's like the thread between the deadliest mass shootings. You'll often hear the shooter obtained the AR-15 legally. And to me, it was like, what are we doing? Why are we living like this when we don't have to? So no experience in politics and activism, anything. (sighs) I'm just like a salesperson and feisty and don't like to be told no. Yeah. And was like, okay. That's all you need. Yeah. (laughs) I think I want to go to D.C. and scream at the top of my lungs that I want a federal ban on assault weapons. Does anyone want to come? Oh, my gosh. And so on the 6th of July, I woke up to hundreds of people that have had emailed me. I put it on Instagram with my email address saying, I'm in. I'm a lobbyist. I'm in. I'm in PR. I can help you. I'm in event planning. I can help you. And suddenly we had this organization that was formed. We named it like on the fly. We're like, okay, we got to call it something. We're marching. It was after the 4th of July, March 4th. Yeah. (laughs) And we went with it. Um, But I think, so the catalyst was it happens, once it hits your sphere, Yeah, you have to be activated. <laughs> totally. I remember that happening too because my sister was in Chicago at the time mm. and her friends were at the parade and her Jeez. her friend's grandmother was shot in the foot. Luckily, the rest of the family was okay, but Jade, my sister, and Brett, my brother-in-law, were going to go to that parade. And that was the moment where I was like, I feel so guilty that this is the first time it really hit like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this could happen to me because it's happened so many times before but yeah it's true it's like once it's in your backyard there it's like you have to do something about it it's legal right now to buy an AR-15 which Mm -hmm. is the gun that most of these shooters are using so anyone can go to a gun shop and get that is there any sort of screening involved it depends on the state Okay. So I think what's important to realize, because I similarly, like, I donated to a lot of gun violence prevention organizations. And I think what you realize is gun violence in America is a complete epidemic. Mm -hmm. There are so many complex layers to this Mm -hmm. that, like, one group isn't going to fix everything. So Mm -hmm. there's room for so many. Mm -hmm. The thing that I realized, and I'm just, I have an ADD brain. I need you to tell me exactly what to do, when to do it. Otherwise, I won't do anything. If you give me too many instructions, like, I already forgot what you started. I'm the same. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like I tried to use that. I'm like, let's make this activism so easy. Uh-huh. Like, what do I need to do? What's effective? Is it calling people? And we learned that, yes, it's calling your representative. It's calling your senators. Uh-huh. So if you follow us on March 4th on Instagram, we literally post daily, like, call this person. Click to call. You don't even have to write the number down. You uh-huh. click this. Here's the script. Uh-huh. It'll be a 30-second phone call. And then you can go along with your day. So trying to activate people in a very easy way. Right. And then what do those calls actually do? They tally them. So, for example, I, I've been using this analogy lately. So every staff 
staffer tallies calls daily and weekly, and then the member of Congress is briefed. This many people called on this issue, et cetera. Uh-huh. So everyone started calling about paper cuts. They're like, you know what? They're really getting in my way. <laughs> like, like, we guess what the member would hear? You <laughs> that would like, have to Americans deal with the solution for paper cuts. Literally. Yeah. So what if we just channeled all of us at the same time right. saying we need a ban on assault weapons. And uh-huh. the thing that's so important to realize is that this law existed in America uh-huh. for 10 years, from 1994 to 2004. And I didn't know any of this 10 months ago. But, like, we're not asking for something new. Right. We're asking for a law that worked. Uh-huh. The benefit of it expiring, the only benefit, is that we now have data to measure. Seventy per- There was a 70% decrease in mass shooting fatalities when this law existed. Oh, my goodness. It expired in 2004. Mass shootings skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And the circulation of assault weapons skyrocketed from a marketing perspective, and there's all sorts of layers there. Right. But what we're asking for is for a law that worked to be enacted again. Right. But does each state have to enact the law separately, or it is a countrywide? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but then Congress people are working on behalf of the... Yeah. So the how state. It, so yeah. How does it work yes. in a federal way? So what we always say is like there are states like Illinois, California that have an assault weapons ban, and that's uh-huh. wonderful, and it's definitely saving lives. Uh-huh. The fact of the matter is, guns don't respect state lines. Okay. So you can go cross state by, lines, and buy one, buy one and come then back, just right? right, right. So we know it has to be a federal law, and so every state has two senators, and then you have one House of Representatives member, a representative. Uh-huh. And they go to D.C. and they, in theory, fight for their constituents right. on these issues. So right now, what we're focused on is going to these 535 members of Congress uh-huh. and asking them to pass the federal ban on assault weapons. Uh-huh. We know that when it got into law in 94, it had to do so with bipartisan support, right? Uh-huh. It, this isn't a political issue to Americans. It's political to politicians. Uh-huh. So what we've realized is we've we've created this groundswell of support, and there are people that are Republicans, Democrats, political atheists, independents. Uh-huh. It doesn't make a difference. Right. You can believe in the Second Amendment and believe that assault weapons don't belong here. Right, right. It's not like you're trying to take away guns from everybody. You just don't believe that this specific type of gun should be sold. And the reason that this specific gun shouldn't be sold, there's Uh a lot of pieces here. But Mm -hmm. one thing I think, and this is really landing with members of Congress, we've brought doctors, physicians from across the country to deliver this message. Guns are the number one killer of kids in America. Said differently, if your child dies, the most likely reason in America is that they were shot. If when cars were the number one killer of kids, Mm -hmm. Congress did something about it. And we enacted seatbelt laws and and car seat laws to help mitigate the risk. Why are we treating guns differently? And so the physicians are coming to Congress saying, A, this law worked. There's scientific data that it worked and saved lives. Uh B, these weapons, we can It's a public health issue. It's a public health crisis. Yeah. But these weapons, if somebody is hit by a weapon, an assault weapon, we cannot save them. The surface area on a child is so small. Yeah. These are not gunshot wounds that have a clean entry and exit. And this is where, trigger warning, this is... These these weapons decapitate. They explode organs. Uh-huh. And so doctors are saying, I can't reattach a head. Right. Help me prevent this by removing the common denominator in the first place. Right. Like, give kids a fighting chance to survive a school day. Right. It really isn't complicated. 
So going back to the ban from 94 to 2004, mm-hmm. do you know why that ban was in place and then why they reenacted yeah. it? So it obviously became law. In order for it to become law, they had to, in negotiations, right, to get something to get on the table for a uh-huh, vote, uh-huh. they had to enact a sunset clause. So in theory, every 10 years, they were going to have to re-vote it in. Uh-huh. And instead, Congress let it expire and did not re-up it, if you will. Okay. So it's been tricky. And then I think it's become such a polarizing issue yeah. to politicians. But again, we know from data, from polling, two-thirds of America, two-thirds of America believe Once, in an assault weapons ban. Yeah. I don't understand that then. Right. So where are we at with the Congress people in terms of like numbers and getting people to switch and pass? One thing I think that is really important, March 4th is singularly focused. Again, uh-huh. there's a lot of gun legislation that needs to be passed, but we know this one existed, worked, and will save lives immediately. Uh-huh. And so we have a singular message on the Hill. And that's one thing I've learned because, again, I didn't learn, I didn't know about politics. I didn't know about lobbying. Right. I thought, I didn't even know you could go to the Hill and walk in the buildings. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. Anyone can. <laughs> Any American can. These Congress people are greeted daily by a variety of people and issues. Mm -hmm. So we need to be that singular, consistent message all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to pass the assault weapons ban Mm -hmm. because we are up against a very well-funded gun lobby. Right. And their goal is is singular as well. Mm -hmm. Don't pass any gun legislation. Right. Because that would hurt profits. Right. So when you are, I guess, up against this gun lobby and you're saying, oh, and we have all these laws and let's do all this stuff, it's harder to get things passed. Mm -hmm. So our goal is we're not saying other laws don't matter. We're just saying the urgency here, as you see, Highland Park, Uvalde, Colorado Springs, Nashville, Louisville, Allen, Texas, like the list is so long. Mm -hmm. They could be prevented if you could, the the shooter legally obtained the AR-15. Like what if they couldn't? Right. And that's our goal. That's right. our singular message. So we're working on it on the Hill, but we're in big fundraising mode right now because okay. the reality is we're up against a very well-funded gun lobby and we're all volunteers just doing this like scrappy and out of sheer will. Yeah. And then what happens with the, ac- is there like a day where there's an actual vote? When I said I want to go to D.C. and scream at the top of my lungs, we had 500 people show up a week later wow. to march on the Capitol. We included Highland Park survivors and victims' families, Uvalde survivors and victims' families, and just supporters across the nation. We met with over 30 members of Congress. And again, we had one message, just federally ban assault weapons. Yeah. This is the one thing we need you to do right now. Yeah. We were told in one of our meetings with Leader Hoyer at the time, who's the leader of the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. that he would bring this to a vote. And I didn't realize at the time the assault weapons ban hadn't been brought to a vote in 29 years. Two weeks after our march, not only did they bring it to a vote, but it passed. It passed the House of Representatives. So going okay. back to, like, I'm just a bill on yeah. Capitol Hill, yeah. <laughs> School of Rock, yeah. there's the House, there's the Senate, and then right. the president signs into law. Right. It can pass. It has to pass both in either order. Mm-hmm. And it's just been stagnant. So what we realized is this bill has existed in a pile of other bills collecting dust. Uh-huh. And suddenly they took it out of the pile, put it on top, voted on it and passed it. And we, then we asked the Senate to do the same thing. Unfortunately, last year, and then it expired in December, uh-huh. they decided not to. Our strategy now, since January, is we're starting in the Senate okay. to get it passed there first. Got it. And we are making progress. But the 
the I guess the big takeaway is like a this is possible. B all you need to do is get loud, right. consistent, right? You know, like follow us for the daily action so you can make your two three calls a day. Yeah, talk to me about the gun lobbyists. Like, are they? Is this just like a purely profit thing yes. for them? Yeah. If, if there's a law that's passed that prohibits the sale of guns, their profit goes down. Right. That's right. it. Also, what's important to know, and this legislation as it's written, if you own an assault weapon legally, you keep it. Uh-huh. So all of the current lawfully owned assault weapons in circulation are grandfathered in. Uh-huh. It's just preventing the future sales. manufacturing and sales of assault weapons. Right. Because we know that at least 30% of mass shooters purchase their weapon 30 days or less beforehand, uh-huh. before the tragedy occurs. Uh-huh. So what if we could just chip away at that? That's right. a huge deal. Right. And so when I think the point is that it, it's not a gun grab. It's not we're coming for your guns. Like, literally right. keep your guns. Right, right. And we think these probably shouldn't be allowed. We are the only country with this problem in the world. Right. And we're not the only country with a mental health crisis either. What are they saying that these guns can be used for besides, like, shooting a bunch of people? Like, right. what is the what is their justification behind that? Like, are they hunting with them? Like, what is— You can't eat what you hunt when you shoot uh, a solvent at it because it explodes. Right. So— what is the purpose of these guns besides if you're going to battle? There None. is no purpose of these no guns. No purpose. And we know veterans are for this. You know, they know mm-hmm. what these weapons can do. Mm-hmm. The AR-15 was was invented to combat the AK-47. These are guns that I did not know anything about before that, but they sound scary. And yeah. it's because they are. Right. So they're like, these are literally made for battle. And right. doctors are saying, we can't treat these wounds. They're battle wounds. Right, right. And we're just allowing On this little to kids. Right. So when people talk to you about that it's, you know, more of a mental health crisis, what do you say to that? I say yes and. (sighs) Yes and we know that this legislation worked, it existed, and we need it back because we quite literally need to stop the bleeding. Right. We have we are traumatized as Americans. We have so many headline after headline after headline and Uh communities that are added to this long list, not even going into the like absolute traumatic ripple effects Uh that communities like Highland Park are Uh having to live through. Uh Having some of our survivors that are volunteers, their children witnessed literal carnage on the streets. (sighs) And we're just having them go back to school and learn your life is fine. You know, I'm not saying no one's like supporting them. It's just we're acting like this is something we just have to deal with. And in fact, we know it's preventable. So it's like, yes, we have to tackle all of gun violence. We have to tackle mental health issues. We have to tackle all of this. This law, though, is the low-hanging fruit right. of it's gun like legislation. Right. It's so easy and obvious. It's not—it's like a yes. switch that can just yes. be turned off. Yes. It's the mental health crisis, while obviously needs just as much dedication behind it, it's yes. not necessarily as easy to just, like— to fix right away. Right. And we hear it from gun, gun owners themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I own one. Like, I'm happy to give it back. I don't need it. Yeah. You know, it's like this isn't complicated. And so when you start to hear talk tracks from people that have been really impacted by the NRA, which uh-huh. is like, oh, but my Second Amendment right. The law existed and didn't impede on anyone's Second Amendment right. Right. Like, we are not creating a new idea here. And we are actually joining the civilized world in removing these weapons from civilian hands. Right. And now a quick break to hear about our sponsors. 
Food allergies are on the rise and every child is at risk. Currently, one in 13 babies develops food allergies each year. However, babies don't have to get food allergies. Evidence-based research, USDA guidelines, pediatricians, and allergists all agree that feeding small amounts of common food allergens like peanut, egg, and milk daily for six months or more starting at four months is important for all babies to give them the best chance at a future of food freedom. But as anyone who's ever been in charge of feeding a baby knows, it can be scary to introduce allergens. Ready, Set, Food was developed by an allergist and mom of two to make it easy, safe, and convenient to regularly feed babies low doses of the most common food allergens like peanut, egg, and milk starting right from the bottle. Ready, Set, Food has products that evolved with your child's feeding journey from bottle to solids. Try the daily mix-ins that you simply stir into a bottle or food and take the guesswork out of early allergen introduction. Their tasty, healthy, organic baby oatmeal and toddler organic oat and fruit snack bars that have the allergens already inside make it so easy to maintain allergen exposure for busy families and picky eaters. I highly, highly recommend that you put your mind at ease and try Ready, Set, Food. Visit readysetfood.com and use code WITHWIT at checkout for 10% off your purchase. That's R-E-A-D-Y-S-E-T-F-O-O-D.com with the code WITHWIT for 10% off your order. Are you struggling with acne? ClearStem skincare is revolutionary. It's actually anti-aging, anti-acne, and non-toxic all at the same time. It stems from research based on over eight years of San Diego Acne Clinic's clinical work. If you're struggling with acne, I highly recommend their hormonal acne supplement, Mind Body Skin. It is the best natural alternative to Accutane. I didn't even know there was one. Mind Body Skin is a revolutionary way to control acne at its source. It targets oil, digestion, detoxification, stress, PMS, and hormones at the same time. You'll start seeing results in seven days. Another product I love and use daily is the Bounce Back No Botox Serum. Bounce Back is a unique, powerful peptide serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. I've noticed such a difference in the brightness and firmness of my skin since I started using it. It's become an essential. Formulated by the acne guru, Danielle Gronick, ClearStem products contain zero pore clogging ingredients and combine all three categories of skincare, anti-aging meets anti-acne meets clean beauty. Go to clearstemskincare.com and use code WITHWIT for 15% off your order. That's clearstemskincare.com, code WITHWIT for 15% off. And if you haven't listened to my podcast episode with the ClearStem founders, you must. You'll learn great tips on how to prevent acne without drying it down, once you've calmed it down, how to really exfoliate, moisturize, and not like aggravate it. I've just learned so many tidbits that I'd never heard before. And I just love the Clearstone founders. They're such sweet, lovely, smart, talented women. 
Hey, Bestie, I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. We are the hosts of Creeps and Crimes podcast. Every Thursday, Morgan takes us on a deep dive into a paranormal case or a conspiracy theory. And Taylor will bring you a detailed and accurate reporting on a true crime case. Since we launched in 2020, we have never missed a Thursday. With over 160 episodes ready for you to binge, you will never run out of cases. And you can follow along on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes podcast. Whether you're in the car or enjoying a glass of wine, tune in every Thursday to Creeps and Crimes. And now back to the chat. So tell me right now, like what your process looks like, like yeah. for the next six months or year. Yeah. yeah. It's about constant pressure. So yeah. it's unifying as many Americans as we can, because we know two thirds of Americans want this, to make their calls so that there's this chorus of voice again saying the same thing. We right. all need to be saying the same thing. Right. In addition to that, we're applying pressure by going to the Hill every week. We are there all the time. We, we had a group there yesterday. And uh-huh. our goal is to bring different voices uh-huh. saying the same thing. Uh-huh. So channels, whether it's physicians, whether it's veterans, whether it's teachers, whether it's dads, whether it's, you know, uh-huh. gun owners. Uh-huh. So we have different fly-ins because it's it's about meeting with all of these offices okay. and explaining this is a safe thing for you to take a stance on. Right. Like, we will support you if you vote yes. Right. 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 If you don't, that's a different story. Right. But listen to the majority of Americans who don't believe this is a political issue uh-huh. and represent us. Right. Do something because for 30 years, the Senate has done nothing, nothing. which is disgusting. Moments of action are showing up yeah. physically in D.C. Yeah. and talking about the cause and then calling in your congressman mm-hmm. and what else and then we're just fundraising because fundraising. we are up against a gun lobby that's driven by profits from these weapons right and they are their one message is don't pass anything right, right. and they're very good at it uh-huh. we are making so much progress in 10 short months right like getting it passed through the house a few weeks after we were we began, and this is on the backs of so many other gun violence prevention organizations. Uh-huh, so let's uh-huh. be very clear that yeah. like we're all in this together, right. but there are so many priorities. Right. So when you focus singularly, results happen. It's like anything. I, I liken politicians to children, and I'm sure they would love to hear that. <sighs> my, I think about my kids, right? They come home and I'm like, okay, hang up your backpack, take off your coat, and take off your shoes. And it's like, blah, they'll just run into the other room. But yeah. I'm like, hey, take off your shoes. Can you take off your shoes? Are your shoes off? Can you take them off? They're that more likely to do something. You're right. It's really if you not continue to ask. Yes. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So we are we are in major fundraising mode right now, which okay. we, we marchforth.org slash donate. Amazing. It's also on our Instagram. But we are a volunteer run organization. Uh-huh. We have over 150 mostly women, mostly working moms mm-hmm. who are carving out manufacturing time to do this because all of us are just Terrified, terrified to raise our kids in this world. Yeah. And we don't, we know that we can change it. We right. know we can. I think just another quick thing. Yeah. This is heavy. This is yeah. a heavy topic. Yeah. And it's he- heavy to care a lot about all the time. Right. right. I think out of pure survival, you know, you read these headlines, you look at the Covenant School, you look at shopping mall in Allen, Texas, and you yeah. know, like, that could have been me. Right. right? We're right. not safe. We're lucky. Right. And we are not willing to bet on luck anymore. But knowing that. You have to like wean in and out of like, okay, I'm going to care about this a lot. And right. then I have for my mental health, I need to like live my life a little bit. Yeah. We're here to be the constant. 
right, for you, right? Right. Like when you're ready to dip in and out, like we're here with those like marching orders, if you will. That makes sense. But like it, we recognize it is a very heavy topic. We also believe it is not the responsibility of survivors of these massacres and victims' families to force change. And right. that's who the weight has fallen on for the I past know it's so decades. true. How do you take care of yourself on a daily basis when this is what is on your brain all the time? Like I we're know. all about self-care here. here. Yes. And I can imagine that you need a little bit of a separation (laughs) sometimes. Yeah, I've done all the things. It's funny. We start our volunteer meetings with, okay, this is how we start every meeting. Your mental health is more important than passing the federal ban on assault weapons. Uh We said it. We said what we said. Yeah. You are the only one that can set your own boundaries. You are the only one that can say, I need to take a minute. I got to step back. I can't do this anymore. Everything is fine. Right. But this is a this is a long game, unfortunately. This uh-huh. is, it's a sprint, but it's like a constant sprint. So if you need to dip in and out, that's fine. Right. I think we have this unbelievable supportive group that volunteers where like when someone's down, someone's up like a teeter totter. Yeah. Because, and then there's things like today, there's momentum pieces that happen where you're right. like, this is why we're doing this. Right. 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 Today, the something came out and I'll like dumb it down because I fully don't don't fully understand because I'm not a lawyer. Uh-huh. The Supreme Court decides a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and they decided today to not hear a case about whether or not the Illinois state assault weapons ban was constitutional or not, which means that the Supreme Court, in this case, Amy Coney Barrett, mm-hmm. or Coney Barrett mm-hmm. said, was not willing to say that it wasn't constitutional. Uh-huh. It's a big deal in this climate because yeah. it's saying like, yeah, it yeah. can stand. Yeah. And so as as states start to do this on their own, it creates momentum. It creates right. this wave for right. the federal ban. Right. And it all matters. But it's like little wins like that. And it's not little, but it's yeah. like, okay, we that, can do this. Right, you know? right, right, right. They keep the momentum going. Right. I was talking about like the the saturation of yes. advocacy, advocacy groups against gun violence. And... How does yours differ? And and not that we shouldn't be supporting yeah. all of them, but it's just like if we're dividing and conquering, like how how does that help? Like why can't there just be like one big organization yes. that does it all? We get this yeah. question all the time. Yeah. And as someone that's new in the space, I'm still learning. Okay. But what I can tell you is as we've talked about gun violence is a rampant epidemic. Mm -hmm. There are so many complex issues and so many, oh, we got to fix that. Oh my God, and yeah, that law. And Mm -hmm. oh, that would have saved this. Mm -hmm. Like there's all of that. And so I think one thing we've been really disciplined about out the gate, as tempting as it's been to not, is yes, we support this privately and our only focus is the federal assault weapons ban. Uh So there's other organizations that are amazing that are tackling background checks and the boyfriend Uh loopholes and Uh safe storage and all of these things. Uh And it's great. And there's room for everyone. Our belief is in order to make things happen quickly, you have to be singularly focused with like one mission, one goal. I think that we can do it all, right? Uh Like all of these orgs are amazing and Uh we support each other behind the scenes, Uh but there's so much to fix. This issue is so broken on so many levels that we have to go about it all the ways, all the time. Right. So I think what our differentiator is 
though being tempted like oh like those are really important laws like we should speak out on them we know that in in the house that we almost didn't get the vote in the house in July because there was another law that they were trying to pair with it Uh and they were like you know what we don't have the votes for that so we'll just not do it at all we were like wait every law needs to be separate that is insane another law about something completely different no it was another gun law it was about holding the gun industry accountable like you can sue any other product manufacturer except for a gun, gun manufacturer. manufacturer. Right. So, right. See, it's yeah. tempting to be like, it's, that's insane. The gun industry is corrupt. The <laughs> whole thing. There's so much there. Yeah. So we're like, yes. And we know that if we could remove the common denominator to mass shootings, which, by the way, are only 1% of all gun violence in America. Right. Uh-huh. Take that in. That stat's disgusting. 1% of all gun violence is mass shootings. The headlines that you see. Mass shooting is four people or more are murdered. Uh-huh. So we know that this will not solve the majority of gun violence. What it will do is make a big impact because these wounds are unsurvivable. Right. right? The child in Highland Park was paralyzed by shrapnel. Uh-huh. Not by a not, not by a bullet. No. By just, he wouldn't have had a yeah, chance. Yeah. So if we remove these absolute deadly weapons uh-huh. first uh-huh. and quickly, there's urgency here. Right. <laughs> then we can begin to tackle some of these other things too. But this okay. is like the path of least resistance. The law existed. We just want it back. It'll save lives. We have the data. Right. It should be as simple as that. Right. And all of these mass shootings, or most of them in the United States, have been with these kind of semi-automatic The deadliest, rifles. Yeah, the deadliest mass shootings in America, the common denominator, is that they're an assault weapon. Right. Because you can kill as—the— the, Design of the gun uh-huh. is to kill the most amount of people in as the short amount as of exactly as quickly and as effectively as possible. Right. Oh my god! I know. This so it does so feel it does feel like we're fighting so hard for literal logic. But in, as soon as you continue to have conversations with people in your echo chamber and beyond it, yeah, because that's been the learn for me is I'm me- meeting with gun owners, I'm meeting with Republicans, yeah. Democrats. I'm you just meeting, have to get in people's faces, and they're like, "Yeah, this makes sense." Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, awesome." Can you tell your congressperson that? <laughs> right, right, right. Follow us on March underscore fourth underscore fourth as in the fourth of July. Okay. On Instagram, I think that you know, again, it's about activating people in all different states, right? Because all of these senators and representatives have to hear from all of us. And what are some of the states that are most needed for? Oh God, there's so many. Ugh, I'm so. Sure. We're actually, that's a campaign we have right now is mm-hmm. we're activating, we're making shareable grid posts mm-hmm. for specific states so that you can, again, it's like, how can we make this so easy? Mm-hmm. Texas, who are your friends in Texas? Send mm-hmm. them this. Mm-hmm. Here's the number they have to call and here's the script they have to say. Right. So Texas is a big one. Yeah. Maine is a big one. Utah's a big one. Like there's there's a lot of a them. A lot. Uh-huh. The other question we always get is, what if my senators already support this bill? Uh-huh. And that word is co-sponsor. So co-sponsor is basically a senator or a representative saying, if this bill gets to the floor, I'll vote yes. Uh-huh. If, you're, if your representative co-sponsors already, that's the bare minimum action that they can do. Uh-huh. So think about it like anything. Like if you're at work today and someone's like, I, someone needs, like, it's about amplifying everyone uh-huh. and activating everyone that's already supportive. Okay, great. Well, have you talked to your colleague who isn't a co-sponsor? Right, right, have right. Have you— Don't just right. stop there. Exactly. Yeah. 
That makes sense. How do you take care of yourself yeah. on a daily basis as a mom who's working so passionately in something so intense? Yeah, I, I work on it a lot. I'm someone that's been in therapy for 20 years. Like, yeah. I love it. And right when I started this, I called my therapist and was like, we're going to need to go to yeah. weekly. Like, I'll see you every week. Yeah. So that's carved out time. I try to do Pilates because that's time that I have to be not thinking about anything else. And yeah. It's like, oh, my posture, this. Yeah. And then it's just like, knowing and remembering that you're doing like I'm literally selfishly doing this because I'm terrified for my kids right. and I try to take in every moment with them because I, I know how lucky I am that they're here with me right. because I now have friends who aren't as lucky right and so it's like savoring you know you have like if Sonny's going into you you get it it's right. like these moments of when your kids are young totally and having that time and being present and putting your phone down and yeah. like I'm not perfect at it at all and I'm people I'm literally always thinking about this yeah but like that the ends justify the means like this is why we do it right we do this so our kids can grow up in a better place right and your mental health would be worse had you Oh had the, if this was always on your mind and you weren't doing anything totally. about it's it. It's doom. Yeah. Right? It's doom. just paralyzing fear. So yeah. what and then I'm lis listening to my daughter cuz I like she's almost 6 and so uh, what they understand, right? But she's yeah. like you're working to change like make the world a better place, yeah. right? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like we're working to make the world safer. Yeah. And like wow, if they can hold on to like that anything is possible and that every voice matters, yeah. imagine what they can accomplish. And that we do have a say. So tell everybody again where we can find March 4th on Instagram and Thank learn you. about the organization and donate and everything. Yes. So March underscore fourth, F-O-U-R-T-H underscore. Okay. So, and then our website is wemarchforth.org. Okay. Everything is there. We everything have this unbelievable team that's created all the things. We've done a decent amount of press, which has been great. Amazing. Um, we've got toolkits, how to talk to people about this, how to learn more about this, all on our website. So okay, if you're wanting amazing. to like feel more confident in it, I think one just quick takeaway yeah. is when you're having these conversations, don't think uh, – it doesn't need to be as technical and, and down the rabbit hole as you think. Okay. Just remember how simple this is. Okay. People that aren't trained for war shouldn't be handling weapons that were designed for war. Right. It's that simple and right. it can be that simple when you talk about it right Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.